Hey friends, welcome to Kingdom Insight. This is a program that where we bring you the Word of God. The Word that empowers, builds you up. The Word that revives your spirit and brings you back to where God originally designed you to be a man and a woman of valor. Shalom, precious people of God, wherever you are watching us, this is uh, Evangelist Dr. Kazumba Charles. Uh, welcome to Kingdom Insight, uh, a program that brings you the Word of God, empowers you, empowers your spirit, and nourishes your spirit to do and to be what God has called you to be. Wherever you are watching us, we know you are watching us in Africa, uh, in Europe, in North America, we bring you the power of God. In our last episode, we talked about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. In this episode, we're going to talk about igniting the fire within you, the fire of God. How can you ignite the fire of God? We had mentioned in our last episode to say that the only thing that differentiates you to the world or me to the world is the mark of the Holy Spirit, not our religiosity. That's why we can know all we can know, but if we can't do that which we know, we are nothing but useless anyway. That's what the Bible is talking about here. It is us being a people who are filled with the fire of God, who are able to bring the glory and the, the, the glory to God and the honor to Him by doing what God has called us. In this program, I want to take you to the book of uh, Revelation, chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. I like this verse a lot, and it is a reminder of where you or me would be, and we need to check ourselves all the time. Am I burning with the fire of God? And I'm not just talking about empty zeal, because many, if you look at many, have the zeal of God, but it doesn't take them to do anything for God. It is useless, because how can you have the fire of God. You burn, you burn, you burn, and then you just bend down. We want the fire of God that will go and touch another, spark a fire in another person's heart. If you look at the book of Acts, what happened when the Holy Spirit had come upon them, the Bible records that after they had gone to preach the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, almost 4,000 people, 3,000 people were added to their churches every day. Why? Because they used use that uh, power. They used that fire. They ignited that fire within them after the Holy Spirit had come upon them to go and reach the unreached. You have the power of God and you have the fire of God. And now we're going to point out to that. But look at this uh, book of uh, Revelation chapter 3 verse 15 to 16. I know your deeds. You are neither cold nor hot. Here is uh, Jesus speaking to the seven churches. And uh, there are so many things that he talks, uh, he talks about to these seven churches. Some of them thought they, were, they had life and yet they were dead. But I like this one because uh, he says, uh, I know your deeds. You are neither cold nor hot. Meaning this, what he's talking about is that uh, this church, sometimes it pretend it was like a cold cold and then it would be hot, but it, it was lukewarm. And nobody likes a lukewarm drink. Actually, when you give me a lukewarm drink, I throw up. It is just disgusting. 
Obviously you too. That is what he's talking about here. Jesus is talking about a people that are hot in the spirit. It's either you are hot in the spirit. And we are not talking about jumping. We're going to bring that one back. Because we feel that if we can jump higher, jump, dance, and then we end there, then the Holy Spirit came upon us and we are hot. No, no, no. Hotness in the kingdom of God is defined by what you do after that fire has come upon you. Oh, we're going to get to that point. But look at this. I know your deeds. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. What does Jesus mean here? What is the point here? His point is this. The point is that lukewarm water is unpleasant and it is disgusting. Meaning, you know, they, they pretend to be hot or cold, but they are just in between. Uh, and if you were to be given that kind of a drink, you will throw up. Because it's not cold, it is not, you know, warm, it, I mean, it's, it's not hot. So here he's saying to these religious people to say, you are not cold, you are not hot, you are lukewarm. Spiritually, uh, you are useless. You are useless. Here, a religious person without the fire of the Holy Spirit burning within him is unpleasant. Thus, Jesus says he would do what? He would uh, speak them off. We need the fire. It's the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is in you, they got to be that warmth that come upon your life. People must know us as children of God, not because of how loud we are. I am a loud person, but I don't want people to know me as a Christian because I'm loud. I want them to see the spirit of the living God in me. I want them to feel the spirit of the sovereign God in me. I want them to see Jesus when they see me because uh, I am moving in the character and in the nature of God. And by the way, People will not just know you as a Christian by doing good because they expect you to do that. Even the people in the world, they behave good. They are taught that way. So it's, it's, it's not bad to behave good, but I'm saying this just because you behave good, you look good, you talk good, doesn't mean you are a Christian. People should not know you by that. They got to know you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. When you speak, there got to be some tangible anointing coming through your mouth. Here, when you were born again and born of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit kindled a fire in you and me. The moment we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, Jesus pours out his spirit upon us, meaning there is a fire in us. There is a fire in our reservoir. All we need to do now is to ignite that fire, to ignite that passion. If you are a fearful person and you ignite that fire, you become fearless. You become bored, determined to do what God has called you to do. Now, a passion for God and thirsty for his word comes only by igniting the fire that is burning within you. So many people are timid to even share their testimony. So many people are timid to even say they are a Christian because they got nothing to show for. 
They want to show for, you know, they want to show things such as uh, behaving good. Behaving good does not say you are a great Christian. Because even, my, even the people in the world, they behave good. Actually, the world teaches us to behave good. If you don't behave good, guess where you're going to end up? The prison. So that is not showing that you have the, you know, you have Christ in you. Christ to be in you and in me, yes, there will be a behavior change. There will be a character change, but that is not limited to that. It is the power, the tangible anointing of God. As we read the disciples of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts, even just as they were walking, the shadow could heal the sick. Their shadow. Why? It is because the power of God was so in them. And in you, God has invested an indwelling spirit in you that needs to be ignited. Have the strength of God. To have the strength of God and to do the work of God, it, it takes to ignite that fire within you. How many people do you hear give up on God and give up on pursuing God, give up on living for God just because they, 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 the life became so tough or they faced the storms of life, challenges. Look, you can know all you know, you can know all you know, but you can't, if you can't use what you know, it's simply useless. I always say this to myself and to, uh, to, to everyone to say study not to know, study to become. And when you become the word of God, which is like fire, it ignites into you to begin to share to the world around you the power of God. Igniting the fire, having the ability to demonstrate in your life the true character and nature of God and of his kingdom here on earth requires igniting that fire. You and me in within our strength, we cannot do the work of God. We cannot proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. Now look at this. You can proclaim the kingdom of God just like proclaiming, but without the passion and the fire and the zeal, that comes from the Spirit of God. People just like, good, good teaching, good talk. Thank you very much. Here we go. Everybody's talking. They got to be the difference. What makes the difference? What draws people near to the body, you know, to, to church? And what draws people near to Christian is not how Christianized they are. It's because of the power of God in them. Now, you have to understand, it is that fire in you. That's why Satan would rather come and attack you. Satan is not attacking you because you are you or because you have uh, this. He's going to attack you the moment you give your life to the Lord. Why? Because God now has invested his spirit in you. And that spirit, if you ignite it, it becomes your power. It becomes your fire. It becomes everything you need for stability and to do whatever God has called you. What happens the moment you give your your life to the Lord. You've experienced this. If you've been in the world like myself, coming from a world of a soccer, a, a very terrible world, the moment you, I gave my life to the Lord, challenges began. Why? Because now the enemy was able to recognize there was a different spirit that had come upon my life and he wanted to quench that spirit. Satan is about, Satan is only about Quenching the spirit of God in the people's lives. Because if your spirit is quenched, your faith in God and your stability in him will also be tempered with. The fire in you is your only hope. 
That's the only hope that you have. When you ignite it, when your mind is made up and you say, Father, I will move forward regardless of what I'm going through. It is that fire. It is that passion. And that passion doesn't come only by knowing the word of God. It is supplemented by the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit, especially when we go into this world where we preach to people who are in witchcraft, who are in voodoo, who are in totally darkness. And the Spirit of God comes upon you. And you begin to share to them. You could see the power of God tangibly touching their lives. Now here, all our spirit and your spirit desire after you gave your life to the Lord was what? Was the presence of God, the word of God. But the enemy tempers with that. It tempers with the fire and the passion for you to study the word of God, to pursue God. He tempers with that. He knows if you, you begin to study the word of God and you begin to walk in the power of the word of God, your fire that, is, that has been invested into you by the indwelling spirit of God begins to bubble up and it's impossible to stop a person who has the fire of God in them. And that fire I'm talking about is the passion, it's their zeal, it's their determination, it's their stability, it's their stamina to stand and pursue God regardless of what. Look at this, when you gave your life to the Lord, you prayed all night long, you read the word of God. Your fire was there. You went everywhere where they the were worshiping. You went anywhere where the, the presence of God was. Why? Because your spirit in you was drawn to that spirit. And what happens over the time is that if you are not careful and you, you don't keep on igniting, fanning into flame the fire of God, or the gifts that are in you, the enemy comes and he tempers with that fire. And you become cold. And you become frozen. And when you are frozen, you just go in the pews. You are frozen. You can't move. You can't do nothing. There's worship going on. You are holding on to your chair. You just don't want to be there. Your fire died a long time ago. Your passion died a long time ago. What brings excitement to go to the body, to, to church or to the place of worship is not because the pastor is going to preach a powerful message. It's not because of our worship. It is the fire within us crying out to the fire of God. The Bible says, my spirit, your spirit and my spirit bears witness that you are the children of God. It is the spirit of God in you that bears witness that you are a child of God. I am a child of God. If if I go to the place of worship, guess what my spirit is looking for? It's longing for the spiritual food. It's longing for the presence of God. It's longing for the power of God. Why? Because that's what I'm made of. I'm made of the spirit of God. You are a spirit. I am a spirit. I respond to spiritual things. That's why you got to ignite the fire of God within you. Paul told his student Timothy to say, fan into flame the fire of God. Why? Because it's important. It's it's easy to do what? To get your fire uh, uh, bent out or to get your fire 
finished. But here Paul is telling his student, fan into flame the fire of God. Why? Because as he begins to preach, he is going to face persecution. He is going to face challenges. But the fire of God is going to propel him. The fire of God is going to carry him forward. We don't stop. A soldier knows what is burning in his heart such that there will be you know, firing shots wherever he's going to go. His goal is to go to the target and that is what that fire of God does. Satan wants to put off that fire because he knows if he can put off that fire in you then you are done. Your focus on the kingdom of God is taken away. Your passion to study the word of God, to know Jesus Christ, to live for Jesus Christ is taken away. If Satan could manage to put off the light of God or the fire of God in you, he would manage to stop your faith and your trust in God. How many people have lost their trust in Jesus Christ? How many people question even the existence of God? How many people have given up on God? They had the fire. They had the fire. They had the passion. They had everything. And when obstacles or challenges came their way, they gave up. Why? That is the target of the devil, is to take your passion away. If he can take your passion away, he will take your zeal away. If he can take your zeal away, he will take your dedication to the things of God away. Look at Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach. Uh, uh, they refused, and Abednego, they refused that fire to burn out. When King Nebuchadnezzar says, you shall worship my God that I've, that I've made, they said, no, we have a God in us. We have a God that we know. We serve only one God. Why would they risk their lives to say, we are not going to worship your God, King, even if you kill us? It's because they had the fire burning in within their lives, which gave them dedication, which gave them stability. They looked into the King's eye and said, even if our God does not come to save us, we are not going to worship your God, your man-made God. The fire of God within us gives us that platform to withstand every obstacle, to withstand every challenges, to suffer with Christ, to rise up with Christ, and to stand and to focus on the word of God and on the kingdom of God. Here, if Satan takes your faith and your trust away from God, then you are totally going to question God yourself. If our faith and trust in God is cut off or tempered with, then we will spiritually be unstable. Unstable Christians are a result of losing their passion, the passion they had when they gave their lives to the Lord. And you may be watching, you have never given your life to the Lord. Here's the reason. You got no fire in you to have that excitement to respond to the things of God. And I'm praying that by the end of this program, you are going to have that fire in you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you after you've received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Doubting God comes because the fire of God in you is bent out. When people lose that fire in them, they begin to doubt God. 
They begin to doubt God to do miracles in their lives, to change their lives, to do anything. Look, it's the fire, the passion, the desire, and the zeal for the things of God that makes us stand and look, look in the eye of the enemy with or without what I'm believing God for, I will pursue the kingdom of God no matter what. Even if nobody goes with me, even if nobody supports me, I will still stand and pursue God. Such is the fire of the people who have ignited the spirit of God in their lives to withstand every opposition. Now, when you doubt God, the problem is that you become so stagnant in your spiritual life. You can't move forward in, 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 in life. You can't do anything with the power of God. Why? Because you are not now connected to God. Your fire has, has burned out. Your light has been put off. And when the light is put off, there is only darkness. Where there, is no, where there is darkness, there is no life. That's why many Christians are depressed. Many Christians, they go to church, they come out very depressed. Why? It is because they have allowed the fire of God to burn out in their lives. And they blame the leaders. They blame the pastors. They blame the messages they heard. They blame the environment. It has got nothing to do with their environment. You are responsible as a Christian for your own fire, for igniting that fire. You are, you are responsible for making that fire to burn, to continue to burn in you. Why? Because your fire, nobody's going to tend to your fire. Nobody's going to come and force you to rekindle that fire but you. Paul told Timothy, you know, Paul told Timothy, fan into the flame. You fan, meaning you got to do something on your behalf. Stop blaming anybody. Stop blaming anybody on your own responsibility. You are responsible for your happiness. You are responsible for your Christian life. You are responsible for your fellowship with God. Yes, even with the support of the community of believers, you are still responsible for your own fire, for your own burning in the spirit. Nobody should put off that fire but you. You are the one who puts off that fire or puts on that fire. Paul, David, the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the faith. That is very interesting. He is all by himself. He's not looking for anybody to encourage him. Yes, an encouragement from people is so good. An encouragement from others is so awesome. But what do you do when you are all by yourself? There's nobody to encourage you. There's nobody to pray for you. There's nobody to say anything for you. What do you do? You encourage yourself. You fan into the flame, the fire and the passion of God that is in you. And that is what we're talking about here. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you fan that, flame, that, that, that fire in you. You fan into flame that passion in you to desire more of God, to desire the Spirit of God. The reason why we are depressed, the fire of God has went off. And it's time to rekindle that fire. It's time to ignite that fire of God in you. How do we ignite that fire? We ignite that fire by first of all stepping out to begin to pray and glorifying God. You alone first of all connect to God. Pray when you need to pray. Pray not even when you not, not when you need to pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray every time. Connect to God through the fellowship of prayer. 
After you've prayed, read the word of God. That's how we ignite the fire of God. You're feeling low. Go to the book of Psalms. Encourage your spirit. Feel, you know, put some fuel of the word of God into your spirit so that you can withstand any obstacle. Prayer is key to igniting the fire of God. The word of God is key to igniting the fire of God. The assembly with other, you know, you assembling with other believers, going to your local church, connecting with other believers, worshiping with them, glorifying God. It sparks a fire within you to continue believing God and to continue living for God. That's how we ignite the fire of God. That's how we move forward in life. If your fire is bent out don't blame anybody else don't blame anybody else it's you who have allowed that fire to burn out and it's about time for you to ignite it you ignite it through prayer call upon the name of the living God study the word of God tend to the word of God let the word of God inspire you let the word of God motivate you let the word of God build you up so that you can have that passion and desire for God once again and once you've done that praise and worship when you praise God God and you worship God and you glorify God let me tell you one thing there is a fire that comes upon us the fire that empowers us the fire that makes us warriors for the kingdom of God we just want to go when you worship sometimes you know before I go preaching anywhere, I worship, I put in a worship music, I begin to glorify God, I feel the power of God coming upon me, I feel the spirit of God stirring in within me, why? Because my spirit responds to the spirit of God and we respond to the spirit of God by praise and worship. So you ignite the fire of God, one, through prayer. Two, through the word of God. Three, through praise and worship. And the fourth one is very important. Go to a church that, is, that believes in the word of God. Worship God with other believers. Don't be an isolated person. Go to the church. Worship. Glorify God. Magnify God. Don't feel bad because you are not at their level. You are. You can spark that fire in you to be at the same level like them. What is God looking for in these days we are living in? What does God desire in our lives? He desires to rekindle the fire of God in our lives. He desires to inspire us and instill into us the power of the fire of God. You can't live your life for God without having that fire. The fire that comes through the word of God. I said many are tired. Many are depressed. Many Christians have given up hope. Have given up their, you know, their trust in the Lord. Why? They allowed their fire to burn. They allowed their fire to burn out. And God is saying, I want you to rekindle that fire. You rekindle that fire. You be that fire. You be that presence of God. You be that fire of God. You be the channel through the fire of God can go and reach into the world. You telling me, uh, Doc, I have never given my life to the Lord. I don't even know how I can get that fire. Listen, the evidence of the fire of God in our lives is joy, happiness, because when you have the fire of God, you are not scared of anything. God is with you. 
the mighty God is with you. Now you're telling me, Doc, I don't know how I can get this fire. I don't know how I can ignite the fire of God. If you have been a Christian for a long time, you feel called and you're telling me, I don't know how I can get this fire. Here is, here is what we need to do. We need to pray to pray to God, to cry out to God. As you are watching this program, just raise up your hands where you are and say, Dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my spirit to you. I surrender my mind to you. Father, have your way in me. Spark that fire. Spark that fire. Take the scene that burns the fire of God off of me and take it away. Give me a new beginning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And you are there, you say, man of God, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I pray for you as well that you give your life. As you give your life, just say, Jesus, I surrender my heart to you. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your testimony as you listen to this program. Write to us, life at kazumbachows.com. Or you can go to our website, www.kazumbachows.com. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord watch over you. Shalom. <laughs>